Hi, Meg. Hi, Kieran. I think we're going to venture into dwarf land today. Yes, all things dwarf. Because I just saw Fast and Furious. <laughs> and I've been traveling to Paso Robles. <laughs> it's so good. It's all so good, dwarf land. Let's talk dwarves. Hi, I'm Kieran Trace. And I'm Megan Rogel. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. Okay. Where would you like to start? Well, I want to ask you about The Fast and Furious. <laughs> You've been a big fan for many years. Yes. Only recently introduced me to this amazing, um, I don't know, suite of films. <laughs> I know. How can I love something so much and not share with my sister? <laughs> I have this hot passion for, for a franchise that has 10 movies in it. More. More, actually. Yes. And not share it with my with my little sis. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm I'm new to the franchise. I'm uh, <laughs> my feet are just barely wet, and uh, I only recently saw the, the ninth film, and you just got back from seeing the tenth film. All hopped up, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. It was the best one yet. I mean, I say it with everyone, but this was the best. So I want to know from you why the Fast and Furious franchise is the dwarfiest dwarfy thing that's ever been on earth. <laughs> okay. Where do I even begin? There's so much to say. First of all, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is the ultimate dwarf. It's literally like the essential dwarf, everything that matters and is valuable to a dwarf, he says in the movie. <laughs> yes. It's like if you had a manifesto of what is dwarf. Yeah. He says it. Yeah. And I know he didn't write the movies, but I'm so sure that Vin Diesel <laughs> wrote these movies because he literally says like barely a page of dialogue in a whole two hour movie. Yeah. Like one page is this whole two hours. And it goes, it just goes like the main thing he says is it's family. <laughs> If you do not have family or loyalty, you got nothing. <laughs> and that's basically reiterated for the rest of the movie. There's not yes. much more he says. Yes. One way or another, he's saying that thing. Yeah. Yes. And honest to God, he's only ever saying two sentences at a time. And it's pretty much those sentences. Which is, yes. so dwarves are so principled. Yes. And that principle is like... It, it, these are the principles. Are the the principles, principles are, if you don't have loyalty, <laughs> you have nothing. <laughs> and family is everything. And so Vin Diesel <laughs> will go through. He will drive. I mean, I don't want to be a spoiler of these movies, but, but let's just say he will drive down remote mountains in China <laughs> in his convertible Mustang. <laughs> For family, man. For family. <laughs> yes. He will drive his, his like, souped-up Chevy, 1964 souped-up Chevy, out of a, of a carrier plane 
to land in the deserts of Kandahar (laughs) for family. (laughs) It's about family. And then I also have to mention Michelle Rodriguez, who Mm -hmm. plays Letty, who also says maybe five sentences in the entire movie. <laughs> how, I mean, how dwarfy is this? Yes. And all she says is like, have faith. Mm. We'll get it done. <laughs> no, Dom. It's not you. It's us. <laughs> it is. That's the manifesto of dwarfism. Dwarf manifesto. Yes. Right? Right. It is. It is. It might as well be carved in stone. Yes. <laughs> and then add all these cars yes. and these armored. And you, they, there is not enough guns, bazookas, bullets yes. to make up each scene of the movie. Yes. Like, like, it is just packed. Yes. And the you, mechanics. Because so mechanics. you have, like, in one little scene of the movie, you have a knife fight. You have rifles, like shot off rifles in like downtown New York City that just happened to be the bus driver had one and he <laughs> threw it to Dom because family. <laughs> you have so many like handguns, but then you have bazookas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, as a dwarf, they could just whip it out of their back pocket. Yes, yes. and carry it. No yeah, yeah. problem. No problem. Both the women and the men. Yes, yeah. because... It's for family. <laughs> yes. We have to be clear what it's all for. Exactly. Yeah. And they will kill like 40 or 50 cops in one scene in order to save one family member. <laughs> <laughs> and is the family all bio family or is it no. larger than that? Heart mm-hmm. family. Heart family. Yeah. It is the people who will ride or die. Yes. It is your ride or die. It is a group of these seven key players. It might be ten. I don't know. Seven. I mean, they come and go. They die a few times. Some yeah. of them die, but they always come back. They never die for <laughs> never actually. forever. It's only like a death for a couple of episodes. Because <laughs> by the Dwarf Creed, you cannot... Be without your family. Yes. And yes. also... And they're okay, so resilient. They just bounce back. They like, bounce you could back. Kill they come them back. And they come oh, yeah. Back. They yes. come back. Absolutely. So they're dead for like two episodes, two more movies in the franchise, and then they're alive again. And this is the other thing that's super great. When the franchise became really popular by, I don't know, I think maybe the fourth or the fifth movie, they could afford like... Obviously, really incredible production and camera, which is also like dwarfy, you know, mm. money. They brought the money mm. in. Mm. And there's, oh, there's also scenes of money, like just piles <laughs> of money. And they light it on fire. They take these like, they they grab vaults. They like drive cars through the bank and hook it up to the vault and then drive it out of the vault. <laughs> and then drive it down the highway. <laughs> and then both cars jump off of a bridge <laughs> And, and and drive on the river <laughs> with the vault. Hmm. Heavy vault, heavy machinery. Okay, but the thing I was saying is that they have afforded really high, big name um, actors. Mm. And then what is so brilliant is they never drop them again. It's mm. like then... Yes. So so they bring in The Rock in one of the, the episodes, or Jason Statham, Statham. Statham. Mm-hmm. Um, or Helen Mirren, yeah. and then 
every movie after that includes them because they are a family. Yes, yes. Because they are the film family. Yes, yes. And so they can never make another movie that doesn't include them. So they just keep adding. Right. Once they're in, they're in forever. They're in forever. Yes. They're yeah. in forever. Yeah, yeah. That is so dwarfy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they'll often, in some of the movies, they'll do flashbacks from the other movies, as in like Dom's memory mm-hmm. of like back in 19, you know, like whatever, which was movie three. Um, and they'll put Jason Momoa in it. He wasn't there in the movie, but they'll put him in. Because <laughs> in Dom's heart, he was there. <laughs> he was always there. <laughs> and then what is so great, what is so great is like the highest stakes of the movie is not pulling the like flying the car you know over mm. russian airspace <laughs> well they, they drove to well, they drove to space <laughs> drove to space yes, <laughs> yes, right. yes they drove in, nine, they in a zooped up camaro yes, or something yeah, like a or yeah like a yeah. civic or a fear yeah. or something yeah. or something they put a rocket launcher and drove to a satellite there's nowhere space. they won't drive to there's Okay, so then, and it's dwarf because it is that sense of like, I can do it on my mm-hmm. own faith and yes. on my own back. Yes. And I will do it for the family and yes. for loyalty. And there's nothing I won't do. Yes. And that is the creed. In every scene of the movie, it just plays it for you. Mm-hmm. And it is so delicious. <laughs> and then it's like, these are the film family. And so these members, and so it becomes these really complicated plots as we're moving along because we have to have. Helen Mirren now and Charlize <laughs> Theroux got added in, so now she's got to be in every single movie. And then we added, you know, these right. these actors. The writing isn't maybe the strong suit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is not a movie for plots. No, no, no. This is a movie no. for stuff and for loyalty for and family. stuff, loyalty, yep. family, mm-hmm. for principle. Mm-hmm. And the look, that dwarfy look, mm-hmm. Michelle Rodriguez is just so pumped yeah. and so thick. <laughs> and she just rides that motorbike anywhere and anyhow. Yes. And the and Vin Diesel, I mean, he's never looked better. <laughs> just, he, in just every movie, he's just more... Just a giant carved out of rock. boulder, <laughs> carved out of rock, like the rock, you know, literally yeah, the Vin rock. Diesel and the rock, and, yes, and and who who is also who is a dwarf in real life? Like these are all dwarves these in real are life, dwarves. And, and yes, and they play dwarves. They just play themselves. And do you remember the name of the actor who played Jacob in the ninth movie? His brother, long last brother. Oh. I don't. I don't uh, remember his name. I can't but, yeah, remember yeah, his name, yeah. but he's like the rock. Yes. Just chiseled. Is it John Hamm? No. I don't mm. remember. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. hate to disrespect this <laughs> anyway, Especially you don't want to disrespect a dwarf. No. And you just don't. I would be yeah. crossed out forever. Yeah. yeah. Cross them. Yeah. You're in or you're out. You're in or you're out. Yeah. And that's it. And you can, if you're in, you can do a lot. Oh, Rita Moreno shows up. <gasps> As the grandmother uh, of the family. So now she's got to be in every one. Oh, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. It, it is fantastic. Anyways, mm. if you really need a big jug of dwarf, and honestly, who doesn't? Just need doesn't? to like just get a bathe, yep. a bath in dwarf. Yep. Just catch up on the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> all of them. It's just dwarf land. Although all of the members of the family are not all dwarfs. There is... Han, who mm. is an elf. There are quite a few elves alongside who are the sort of strategy and kumen 
you know, right. Cool Man Luke or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah, Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> cool yeah, yeah, Hand yeah, yeah, Luke. Yeah, totally. The few that go in there. Yeah, um, we want to – dwarves – dwarf family could be anybody. It's yeah. just if you're in their heart, if yeah. you make it in there, it's for life. But of the 30 sort of key main members mm. – more than half of them are, are real dwarfs in real life, and it is just dwarf land, and that is some fun. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Totally. And the amount of toys per character, like everybody's got a car, three cars, oh, two this, motorcycles. What's so great is that almost anywhere they go, mm-hmm. they can find an armored <laughs> tank, <laughs> the the Mustangs, yeah. the, the like sort of... You know, zooped up lowrider Mustangs, Camaro, mm-hmm. a Camaro. They have to include like a Honda or some like like a like, like a old shitty car. Yeah, like, like yeah. one of those and, and that they've zooped up completely. But but at any point anywhere in the world, somebody knows somebody who has a garage full of these cars <laughs> yes. and then weapons yes. and money, weapons, money, and cars. That's, yeah, that'll, yeah, that's for life. Yeah, and. Where they're found is in these big garages. And so there's like a lot of scenes or garages. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very pimped out for garages. Yes. Or caves. Yeah. They hide them in caves or, yeah. 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 And the essence behind it too is like, is like they are going to go do the dirty work for the FBI, mm-hmm. MI6, Interpol, like all of the global agencies that mm. represent, and in fact, in the in the movies, they just call them the agencies, <laughs> the agencies. And so this team will go do the dirty work yes. that they won't do in order to keep the FBI with a clean slate. Yeah. And so they are friends of the agency. Yeah. And they schlep out their, like, the work, that the dirty work, you the know? The dirty Which work, is, the on-the-ground dirty work, yep. The, it's Those. definitely going to need two Camaros, a Mustang, <laughs> an armored vehicle, an entire army of, of arms. Yep. And a lot of really incredible driving. Yes. And the ability to be able to fix the tank and the car and the motorcycle. They all, they do that too. Yeah. yeah. Although as the, as the movies go on, there's just more driving them. There's just more driving. <laughs> and more Lamborghinis come into the mix yeah, sure. also. You're going to have a gold Lamborghini. Right. They sort of up, up level. They up level. <laughs> yeah. They up level. By the time they're like in Dubai, in which case they're literally driving this whole armory of cars straight up the, the tallest building in <laughs> Dubai to jump at the at the very top across to another one and drive down that tower. <laughs> How much steel can you put in steel, one shot? <laughs> glass, weapons. I mean, it's such good fun. It's fantastic. Good fun. Okay. It. I have a question for you because as I was indulging my beautiful dwarf bath, you were also having a very dwarfy experience. <laughs> yes. Because I heard from you that you went to explore this gorgeous town. Um in California, called yes. Paso Robles, yes. which is oil and wine. Yes, <laughs> and 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 tell me because you told me later about all the dwarfs you met. Just everybody so was so dwarfy. So, yes. what do you think it is about this wine town and oil town that just draws the dwarfs? What's going on there? Well, it's it's just full of ranches. So we've got we've got 
people with a lot of land. So when you drive in, you, you're going to drive around wineries, you're going to drive around horse farms. And each one of these farms and wineries, you got a lot of land and you're going to need a lot of equipment. Right. <laughs> so, and you got to be a worker. You got to be able to manage a truck, a trailer, a horse carrier. Um, you're going to need, you're gonna need irrigation systems. You're going to need, you're going to need a lot of resilience and a lot of equipment. Um, I went and just picked up a, a free cactus <laughs> at yeah. a winery. That's what your and main that's, that's goal was. Yep, you were yeah, heading exactly. off for a cactus. How very Hobbit. hobbit yep, you. very hobbit there's, going a, and... there's a cactus in need there's of a home. There's a free plant <laughs> in need of a home. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. It's a few hours drive. Ain't nothing. I got that cactus. I'm coming for you, girl. <laughs> so <clears throat> I went to this place where... These folks, had, uh, it's a winery that they inherited, they bought. Um, it was kind of a rundown winery before they bought it. And within two years, they have, first of all, I, I pull in the amount of tractors that they have. They have, there's maybe six pickup trucks in the driveway. There's two tractors on the in the field. There's a forklift in the garage. There's uh, two four-wheelers. There's um, irrigation systems. There's huge um, steel bins of plants. I mean, this is fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. I mean, if you just put your feet in the shoes of that dwarf. Yes. It is nothing but toys. It's nothing but toys. It's exactly. So I asked the woman, uh, it's two dwarves, so it's a husband and wife, both dwarves, and they have an Airbnb business on the side. You can stay at the winery. Money. Of course. Money. Yes. There's not going to be money left on that table. Nope. Absolutely. Every single room that is a spare is somebody's in there and they're making <laughs> money off of it. Um, and that's the first thing they did. So they, 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 they are growing wine, growing grapes, but the first thing that they did <laughs> was get people onto the um, to pay for the rooms, and the ho- the home itself is corrugated steel. <laughs> the whole, it's an unbelievably huge house, maybe four thousand square feet at least. Four thousand square feet of corrugated <laughs> metal, people, with four to six pickup trucks, two to four tractors, a yes. forklift, and at least two little two-wheel drivey things that we can see and I Those is just what I saw. Exactly. Just feel that. Take that in. And the dwarfs listening to this right now, we fucking love you. We love it. We love it. I, the, my cactus is in one of these um, big metal bins. We didn't really need to use the forklift, <laughs> but they insisted we use the forklift. <laughs> process was over-engineered like it was like (laughs) (laughs) the guys cutting wood to lay down just the right amount of planks in my truck bed to be able to slide it in with the fork he has his his family this guy his friend pulls up in another pickup truck he helps out we've got a five-man team (laughs) just to haul this cactus into my truck bed The free cactus (laughs) that they're giving away can you tell me the proportions of this cactus is it cactus dwarfing? Is about, was it a dwarf? Oh, cactus? it's a huge. Yeah, exactly. So the 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 bin itself is probably two by four, and then the height of the cactus inside, and then the, it's probably a three foot high bin, uh, corrugated metal, <laughs> and the cactus itself is probably five to six feet high. It's a substantial. It's huge. Yeah, it was huge. Including <laughs> this enormous container. It's enormous container. Yeah, the whole process was 
um, so worth it. It's so worth it. It so was it was a show. It. The woman recorded it because <laughs> <laughs> she's going to get more clicks, which is going to get more views, which is going to get more customers. So, um, and yeah, just over engineered. And it was a clan. It was a clan who put this thing in my truck. The family. The family did it. Loyalty. Totally. Call them in from the fields. <laughs> the cactus needs to be brought in. This little lady here, this hobbit here. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I often tease my my sister here that she's the the dwarf whisperer. That it's true, the dwarves love me. The dwarves. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think I think hobbits are a little closer to dwarves in the in the sort of spectrum of, you know, I don't know, frequency. And um I don't know. I've, I like. I go to Home Depot. I swear to God, one or two dwarfs comes up to me every time. I just met a new friend, a female dwarf, who we just we just hit it off immediately. She just started talking to in me. the aisles in of the Home aisles Depot. of Home Depot. Yes. <laughs> so it's yeah. It's often at Home Depot. We're both hobbits and dwarfs are going to love a Home Depot. I think this is what's so hilarious. Is that the I have watched it happen. People yes. where we're sitting somewhere having a tea or something, and a dwarf will come. Out of the background <laughs> and come forward to Dr. Megan Rokel. <laughs> and dwarves are like ranty and a little grumpy. They're busy. They got shit they to got do. They got so much shit to do. They got tractors to drive and two wheelies and they got to run businesses and shit. And they will come over to Megan to shoot the shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. And just sort of like flirt, flirt. and talk, male and female, yes. just to flirt. Talk about, you know, like yeah, they're yeah. cactuses or something. <laughs> yes. and, and it's, I've watched it. Or I, something quite intimate. I often get like really intimate details of dwarf life <laughs> for whatever reason. I think we're both, you know, hands-on people. And I'm a little, as a hobbit, I'm a little softer. And I think there's something attractive. And for certainly dwarves are attracted to me. I mean, I'm attracted to them. You know, there's something really, <laughs> um, you know, attracted to them all. But it's yeah, true there's love. a real affinity there for sure. Yeah. yeah. And complimentary. Okay. So there's five men. They come in from the field. Yes. They cut boards to lay down the, the back of your truck. Yeah. They get the forklift to yes. haul this thing and put it in the back of your truck. She's yes. filming it She's so that filming. she can put it up on her yes. Airbnb site yes. to talk about whatever. Yes. Um, okay. And yeah. So now you are the owner of a five-foot <laughs> tall, three-foot-wide cactus. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't have dwarves on the other end taking it out of my truck. <laughs> so, or a forklift. No forklift, no tools, just my, my own hands, which is the hobbity way. So the hobbity way of digging that trachectus out was to tip the thing over. Because oh, <laughs> it's thorny. Because it's thorny, yeah. It was, a, it was quite a process. But it must be heavy. Totally heavy, but it was a shovel in my hands and a friend and dragging it with a moving blanket. Okay. <laughs> is how I got it. Let's get back to the question of how is this town? What yes. what brings the dwarves to this particular town? Yeah, it's um, it's a town of workers. Um, every like I don't see a plot of land in that town that isn't an acre or more, or an, and up to a hundred acres. So the whole place is meant for farmers, ranchers, and winemakers. And I'm thinking it must not be pretty. Like you think wineries and stuff pretty. It must be industrial. It's pretty industrial, exactly. You've got a lot of storage facilities. You've got a lot of big barn buildings. Um, you've got, yeah, like like this this home for the, these folks was just, yeah, corrugated steel. The woman had, the previous owners had like 
quaint painted pots and things. She stripped them all out <laughs> because they're not industrial. Um, and she just put huge plants in and more sort of um, steel post, for, you know, fences and these kinds of things. So you've you've got this you've got these this town of workers and uh, and and they need to be able to move their equipment into town i've seen i've seen tractors on the road <laughs> at a stoplight yeah. in Paso Robles um there's a lot of space it's a lot of desert it's a lot of heat so you know you're you can't be too sensitive out there you're you're exposed to the elements it's dry it's hot it's um you you got to be able to work the land, and so that's going to attract dwarfs. That's not going to attract the the. Uh, I can more see it. I us. can see that if you were a dwarf in your, you know, extra king cab truck, you know, yeah, and you were just driving through this town, you'd be like, "These are my people. These are my people." You'd see all the trucks lined up at the yep at the industrial brewery or absolutely. There's there's steakhouses. There's beer pub beer houses. Brew pubs, there's wine tasting places, um, and there's hardware stores. <laughs> That's downtown, you know, burgers, steaks. Yeah, it is absolutely dwarf land through and through. Yeah. yeah. There's probably three different hardware stores. There's like the Ace Hardware, but then there's like the, you know, the local hardware store. And then there's like the big, big hardware store, Home Depot and Lowe's. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and would you say that dwarves are, would you say A, more likely to vote conservative in the United States, mm. B, mix half and half, mm. Democrats, conservative, or C, being a dwarf wouldn't affect the political. I'm going to say majority conservative, although I know of every, I know dwarves of every stripe. Um, and that's because the conservative party in the U.S. just historically has been more oriented. It's been the family-oriented um, party, right? So it's and family they first. Put a lot of the a lot of their platform in the shape of, you know, value, morals, mm -hmm. yes. loyalty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and even like religious values and these kinds of things. So. Um, that's going to attract that principled, you know, I'm Christian. I have a, a, a morals and principles that I abide by, whether it's, it doesn't matter the religion, but um, it's going to attract that. Yeah, that key. That I was, key. I'm kind of laughing because I'm recalling in Fast and Furious, a theme that goes through every one of the movies is Dom's enormous <laughs> yes. metal cross. It is the size of a person's hand yes. that he wears yes. and then sometimes gives to his his wife Letty and she wears them, but it represents the faith they have to drive down the rural Tibetan mountain. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and, yes. Or drive to space. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they stand on those principles. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that that faith. That, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. so interesting. So, I think it gives a really great sense of like. You know, that, that you can have areas, you can have towns that really draw dwarf or towns that really yeah. draw fairies or yes. hobbits or yes. elves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. They've got a vibe. Yeah. That's hilarious <laughs> and fun to think about. Anyways, I love the old uh, dwarf rants. Mm -hmm. um, I was watching a show recently mm -hmm. that starred a different kind of dwarf. Okay. Um, it was, um, on Netflix 
what's it called? Uh, My Unorthodox Life. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the main character, Julia Hart, is a dwarf. Oh, yeah. And, um, and her industrialness is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, but it's not that like what you're talking about, like that resilient, hardworking, the tractors, yes. and it's not the like, you know, zooped up Camaros and Mustangs and guns. This person works in fashion and models, but it is like her, her closet is mm-hmm. so industrial. Mm-hmm. It is like there isn't like pretty art mm. or fancy, you know, it mm. is like these like huge, huge, huge closet that has like like you push a button and it and it rotates around like a dry cleaner. There's some kind of mechanics. Yeah, yes, right. Yes. That has and it has like the Chanel section and the Fendi section. Yes. And then the clothing that she wears is so industrial. It's like this like leather mm. tight yes. you know leggings and shirt and it's really also like to my eye it looks like it's from like 1998 or something <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like it doesn't have like it doesn't represent like not fashion forward <laughs> it is not fashion forward it is not it has a very sort of like like rockers from the nineties kind of like, and these enormous platform shoes and these huge, like what, what we might think of as drag queen shoes, huge platform shoes and this leather, solid leather. And then this Chanel belt yeah, and the bags, as you've described before, of just like Chanel and so blingy. Yeah. They might have the brand right in front, you know? Yeah. Yep. And then like there are scenes in her house and it is it's so industrial but yeah. it's a different thing it's like it's like the the there's like this shiny plastic surface for her yes. desk and her chair is this like weird oversized throne yes of this like red velvet or red it's like red leather right like a shiny red leather yeah i sometimes call them like the difference between country and city dwarfs <laughs> and the jesus city dwarf <laughs> where it's still industrial and but it's like blingy and it's a little more like um it's yeah it's city it's it's meant for an urban life you yeah. know yeah but all everything's there she's married to a billionaire yeah yeah. So the money's there, the money's but there. it is all about her family. Yes. Everything is about the family. Yes. And I think in season two, they div- divorced because he can't take how much it's about the family. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has to include every family member at all times. Yes, I think I saw the one where she goes to get a haircut and her daughter's there and her son's there and her son-in-law's there and it just goes on. Yes. It's every event. Yes. It's a family event. Yeah, and she needs to, like Dom in The Fast of Year, she has to insert herself yes. in every decision that the family members are making yes. in order to, like, support... Or or channel or <laughs> yes. yeah. So you yep. really have that city dwarf, and I mean stuff. But oh. this stuff is leather suits and platform yeah. heels and watches and purses and just yes. Like... And it, whether it's city or country, it's it's made to live through a war. <laughs> like yeah. That house, those shoes, that yeah. those leather pants. You could you could you know. It's still <laughs> it last very forever. very yeah. industrial. Yep. Yeah. 
So so there's that part of the dwarf land. Totally. And they often, they, they almost like look like they're going to battle. Like there's going to be a big watch and a big chain and a big... Oh, yeah. She has these you know, thick chokers around her neck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like even those dresses that she designed are all sequins. They look like a gladiator uniform, yes. but for a woman in the city. <laughs> but see, yeah, exactly, yes. like not sequins, like yeah, like, like a fairy big. that's all like shiny and glittery and rainbowy, no. and not sequency like a gnome that's looking for like a really beautiful sensual, sensual shimmer. It's like uh, like big, industrial, heavy. Yes. big. Heavy. I yes. mean, the weight of it. Oh. Yeah, it literally looks like a. Um, what are those like chain metal or yeah, yeah, yeah. Sequins like chain metal. So many things, and so I think it's really fun because something mm-hmm. is that you know you and I work in human development psychology, um, and what I see is that, you know, and we're talking so directly about these avatars, but they're everywhere amongst us, Yeah, you know, and they're in film and yeah. they're in TV and they're in the classic books. We, we love Lucy Maud Montgomery, a Canadian classic art, um, author who, mm. who's written a series of books, but they're all these sort of young female heroines. Mm-hmm. So she's a young person's literature, but anybody could read them. They're fabulous. Mm-hmm. But there's, one heroine, Pat, who's such a hobbit. She mm-hmm. describes a hobbit to a T, exactly as we are. Yeah. She has Emily of New Moon, who is, in fact, a perfect fairy. And she has Anne, who is an elf. And she has, you know, and she's just Valency, got the gnome. Valency yeah. from the Blue Castle, mm-hmm. who is a perfect gnome. And she is describing them and articulating them perfectly. And yeah. so we're seeing it everywhere in literature. It's We're seeing it in our culture. We're seeing it in media. We're seeing these avatars everywhere. Yeah, And then... You and I are talking so directly about it that I think for some people it's just hilarious and radical and interesting, mm-hmm. um, but it but it's uh, it's known it's yes it's there yeah. so it's really fun to point to these really delicious cultural spaces or vacation places yes. <laughs> that yes. just are so alive with the avatar. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Cool. Thank you for listening. We obviously love hearing what you think. Your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Joyce and Megan Rokel. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Love you.